All right. We are hanging. It is Monday. It is Rocktober. It is Uptober. Uptober. Up It's today. I'm here with Hunter, who's definitely no stranger to our Lightning Ventures channel or the Bitcoin startup ecosystem. So uh, I'm going to give him a proper intro. Uh, but how are you today, Hunter? I'm doing very well. Always a pleasure to be with you, sir. All right, cool. We're talking about Satoshi money, okay? So let's just do a quick overview on our man here. Well, we're going LinkedIn, boomer style. I love it. This is everyone's favorite spam-filled site here. This is Mr. Hunter. And look at that. You both work at Lightning Ventures. That's interesting. That's right, because Hunter is a very valued venture partner here at Lightning Ventures. He uh, invests in own, his own money as, a, as an angel investor and both an LP in various funds. And he has brought us a number of outstanding portfolio companies and has not only done that, but jumped in and helped some of our portfolio companies who might need some help. So he is a, a friend of the group over here. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Galloy and Bitcoin Beach Wallet and all that good stuff. He's got a great Twitter handle. All right. That's BTCNYC. All right. And we both moved to sunny South Florida from New York City. Okay. This is his company, Satoshi. We're going to dig into it. He did a great pitch in Prague. Okay. And we're going to link to that below. And he also did a pitch for the Lightning Ventures gang, which we will link below. But we're going to talk about Satoshi money. So on that note, Chris, how are you? Doing very well. All right, so let's talk about Satoshi Money. Now, the Everything Bitcoin app for everyone. That's right. Okay. Give us a quick 30,000 foot overview on what this is. Sure, I mean, the genesis of Satoshi maybe gets at it in the, the most succinct way where, you know, whenever I orange pill somebody, I don't feel comfortable when they say, okay, I want to buy some Bitcoin. I want to learn more. I don't feel comfortable sending them anywhere in market because there's plenty of good products and companies in market, but they're all kind of fatally flawed in one or more ways. And so in brief, Satoshi is the everything Bitcoin app that I would have wanted for my first introduction to Bitcoin. And we want to be able to allow new users as well as experienced Bitcoiners to buy, sell Bitcoin, spend it, whether the Visa card partnership or the Lightning Network, earn rewards in, in Bitcoin, learn about Bitcoin, beautifully curated an app with a whole bunch of other products as well. So we got a bunch of questions from the group here and we're going to get to them. But so does the world need another one of these? That's the sum up. If I summed up 15 questions here, does the U.S. need one of these? So in Prague, he had, you know, an outstanding pitch. And I believe he won some type of best pitch, but he didn't win. Uh, kind of a funny, we we're going to put the little Sundance logo on the deal memo type of thing there. But so really, how is this different from something like Strike or Swan? This is a specific question. Sure. I mean, you talk about those two companies or anybody else in the market, even Cash App, right? Part of it is they have a much more narrow product offering, right? And so everything that we offer at Satoshi you can achieve with other apps in market, but you have to switch between at least two, if not three or four of them to do everything in terms of buy, sell, learn, earn, spend, borrow, et cetera, right? So we offer the convenience of everything in one place. That's one piece. 
Second piece is anybody who's beta tested our app and people who have, will have access to the full public version in a couple of months will attest to the fact that the, the design and the user experience that we have is far superior to everything in market. So we've got the convenience of everything in one place, better UX and design. And then the third is we want to give people optionality, right? Everything in market largely forces you to KYC, scan your passport and your retina before you see the home screen, or it's non-KYC with a different capability set. We're going to offer all users in every jurisdiction, including the U.S., the choice of either KYC or non-KYC. And similarly, on the custody side, we're going to give people choice. Most things are binary in market, most products, custodial or non-custodial. Live today in our beta app, you can simultaneously have a custodial and a non-custodial wallet, which is very novel unto itself. So we've got the convenience of everything in one place, the unrivaled, beautiful UX design, and the optionality and choice on custody and KYC. Very unique product. It's a premium product. So very proud of what we're bringing forward. So you talk about a premium product, and I believe I saw something saying $9.99 a month. Is that true? What type of features would you have in a $9.99 a month sort of plan? So you're talking about Satoshi Plus, which is our VIP feature. So it's a SaaS-like feature, pay 10 bucks a month, and that gets you elevated customer service. We're going to be doing some very fun things with AI technology on our customer service end. In addition to just, you know, a promise of faster response time for our VIP customers, you'll get a discount on transactional fees, and then we'll have some fun Easter eggs and other fun benefits that we can't announce just yet for that feature as well. Okay. So you talk a lot of, there's a lot of stuff on the website here, by the way, and let's start with the referral plan, which is quite unique and could be really lucrative. Sure. So I'll talk about both earn and refer. This is another distinguishing feature, right? And so new users who download the app, we're going to give you free sats for completing fun, simple onboarding challenges. You'll get sats just for downloading the app and you'll actually drip out sats in the early days just for using the app every day. You'll get sats for setting up your first lightning wallet and sending your first lightning transaction, right? So we might want to make it fun for users to earn just for showing up. That helps keep people sticky with us from the very first moment. Users will additionally earn sats back on all their own transactional activity, you know, the equivalent to earning airline miles on a card product that you might use in the conventional world. And then on the refer side, as you asked, Mike, we're going to take a novel approach. You know, most consumer companies give you a one-time reward for referring a new customer, five bucks, $10, whatever it might be. Instead, imagine getting 21% of the lifetime revenue of everybody you refer to Satoshi, right? So these things can really start to stack up. The analogy I have in my head is the U.S. federal debt clock that sits on a billboard above Union Square in New York City. Just the trillions of dollars rolling higher second by second as that interest accrues. Analogously, what you see on the screen here with the SATs, when you open up the app, I imagine users coming back to the app 22 times a day because they would love to see those SATs stacking from all of the earn and refer activity. So we're pretty excited about these novel approaches and gamification of, of making it interesting for people not just to start using the app, but to keep using the app. Are you lonely? Is there something missing in your life? Do you like to party? Well, listen up. It's time to spice up your life and start investing in Bitcoin companies. Lightning Ventures makes angel investing in Bitcoin startups fun and easy. Are you curious about the Bitcoin VC world? Care to join the anti-fiat Bitcoin venture capital universe? If yes, don't be shy. 
Fill out the application at ltng.ventures for a quick and custom onboarding. It's Bitcoin only, of course, because there is no second best. <laughs> so join the motley crew of hackers, stackers, node runners, and meme masters. Whether you're a pleb or a whale, all are welcome. So groove with us. Be a part of it. Visit ltng.ventures to apply. We're going to make it. Are you? Okay. So question from our group here it regards liquidity on the lending. So when you are going to go to market with some sort of line of credit product or secured product or however lending could be done right, where do you source the liquidity? That's where the question stems from. Sure. I mean, it's a very fair question to put in perspective. We don't intend to launch our borrow product, which will be our credit product until 2025. And so we've got a point of view in terms of the partners we would use to source the liquidity there, but it's probably a little bit premature to announce anything there in part because it would just be speculation. Nothing's been contracted or agreed upon at this point. or stable coins. So what do you think? I missed the entire question. You had disappeared on my end. Okay. The question is, are there plans to expand beyond Bitcoin to other cryptocurrencies or stablecoin integration? Sure. So from the cryptocurrency perspective, we will give people a choice of Bitcoin or Bitcoin forevermore. That will be the sum total of your options. We're going to offer physical U.S. dollar fiat capability on day one and physical fiat capability in other major economies as we enter other markets starting in 2024. Um, we will likely bring forward um, stablecoin support as well, but that will not be immediately available upon launch in the, in the first few months. Okay. How about, how are you ensuring customer funds and data stored by the custodial wallet are secure and protected? Wow. All right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a, that's a very good question. Can, can we edit this question out? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure what level of detail people expect me to disclose in a, in a public forum like this. Well, you just say that. Okay. So how about this? This is a good one. How does your experience, okay, building past Bitcoin companies or with, uh, with, your other Bitcoin startups give you a competitive advantage with Satoshi? Sure. I mean, there, there's a couple elements here, right? With Satoshi, this is the fifth time that I'm personally taking a company from zero to one. So I have a little bit of insight and experience in terms of what it means to come up with an idea and bring it to life in terms of hiring a team, which is not necessarily straightforward, capitalizing the business, managing the team internally, communicating with all the external parties building a business from there, right? So there's a whole experience set there, you know, within the Bitcoin industry, you know, obviously I've, I've had a, a big hand with both Galloway and the Bitcoin Beach Wallet. You know, Bitcoin Beach Wallet is probably quite relevant in so much as that, you know, we built a consumer facing product and grew it across multiple jurisdictions, starting in El Salvador, but spread that around the world and, you know, have some real insights there, both from a regulatory perspective, as well as go to market perspective and just dealing with consumers in market in different countries. And those, those lessons will certainly translate in terms of what we're doing at, at Satoshi. 
Okay. Boy, Chris, this is funny. I'm going to read them off, right? Just for the heck of it. But are you ready for this? For I don't this, want. I'm sitting down. I think it's funny. For the Satoshi app, will they pursue their own MTLs or will they use a third party to custody the Bitcoin they buy and sell? I'm excited about the loan product. Please ask questions about how that will function. And I, I just, I think it's funny. I'm re I'm giving them to you, right? You don't have to answer them, but. That, that, I mean, there's a lot of questions there and they're all both very good and very fair. So on, on the MTL front, let me take a step back. You know, all businesses in any industry to oversimplify have a build versus buy decision, right? And so to oversimplify the conversation here, we're going to buy everything at first, right? We're going to have partners in terms of uh, an LFP, a lightning service provider will be a partner. We'll have a separate partner who will provide the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin as well as provide the MTL coverage in the US from day one. Similarly, we'll have partnerships on the Visa card side and on the credit side, right? So that's kind of the day one go-to-market strategy. In parallel to that, we are going to build our own systems on the back end, including getting our own MTLs. You know, that'll be a two to three year journey, but three years out, you know, operationally on the back end, we'll look much more like a cash app or a river in terms of controlling our own destiny operationally, but it's gonna be different on day one as we look to get in market quickly. All right, so let's talk about getting into market quickly, moving right along. So on timeline for a 1.0, what can you share with the timeline? Sure, everything's moving forward with, you know, we've got a great engineering team in-house at this point in time. We're refactoring some of our code base. We're finalizing the details with some of those third-party partnerships that I just alluded to. It will probably be ready to launch in December. Realistically, December is not a great time to launch, especially we're largely driven by all of the noise and distraction related to the holidays. So more realistically, we'll, we'll have a full public launch come January. So that full public launch is buying Bitcoin or full public launches in the wallet is live and in the app store. It will have both the iOS and Google versions live in their respective stores and the full feature set available on day one, which will include buy and sell Bitcoin full LN capability with LN URL and human readable addresses like Mike at Satoshi.money. The learn section will be fully built out. And then shortly thereafter, sometime in called mid 2024, we'll launch the Visa spend product on the back of that. Okay. So got some questions here on ge geography. Uh, cool. I know Oleg told you in Prague that you should start this uh, in South Korea or something like that, but where is this going to be live? And do you have uh plans outside the U.S.? Very much so. So we'll be live in the U.S. on day one, call that January. And then our plan is to be in at least one additional, if not more than one additional major market next year. You know, is that Mexico? Is that Argentina? Is it Switzerland? Is it the Emirates? You know, there's some very attractive markets for us to, to move into for a, a number of different reasons. We haven't decided exactly what the sequencing will be, but we will be in one or two additional major markets in 2024 beyond the U.S. Okay, so I'm curious about one thing with Chris Hunter's Satoshi. How will the non-KYC support work? Also, does this include purchases inside or outside? They reference as Teco here for some sort of limit with the non-KYC features that will be available here to your users in the beginning. 
Or is the non-KYC more of a feature of spending and paying? So it depends on the jurisdiction. We will have a non-KYC option in the U.S. when we launch on day one. And the simple way to think about that is any user will have the full functionality of the app without the ability to buy and sell, right? But you'll be able to create both a custodial and a non-custodial wallet. You will be able to move SATs around. There might be some limitations in terms of the, the value of the SATs for the custodial wallets, given that it's non-KYC. Obviously for the non-custodial, you'll have full capability with no limitations whatsoever. And then as we enter other countries, probably similar, but might have slight differences just depending upon the uh, regulatory requirements. So I have to ask you before we do it, can we talk? I have a question about the revenue, but I'm not sure if I can share the revenue slide from the deck here. Can I, or go for it. Okay. So then making it easier on Tino, Mr. Producer. Okay. So question about, can you explain your monetization strategy in more detail for each feature and how you arrived at the projected transaction volumes and revenue targets? That's a crazy question. You know, we're having a light conversation here, but can you at least touch on the, on the revenue streams? And I know that the lending isn't here and if it's a part of it, or can you just chat about that? Yeah. So these are revenue streams that we'll have either on day one or certainly on, in, within year one. So we'll charge 90 basis points on all buys and sells, 30 basis points if you send a lightning transaction, as you can see here on screen, higher fees if you want instant cash out of fiat to your personal bank account, as well as for using the Visa Spend product. And then we've got the Satoshi Plus feature, $10 a month for elevated customer service and a break on transaction fees with some other fun benefits. The borrow product won't be available in all likelihood until 2025, but as we move forward 2025 and beyond, we expect our, our credit products to be a, a huge revenue driver for us. And then, you know, our, our year one goal is to get to 25,000 monthly active users with 40 million in transaction volume. You know, that's pretty modest. Even at just the 25,000 user number, that implies $1,600 of transaction volume in year one. You know, we, we pretty confident we can exceed that 25,000 number in terms of users. And, you know, we, we should have, be within the easy reach of that. $40 million number for transaction volume. Okay, cool. Very lofty. Okay, cool. All right. So what is your target user and what competitive advantage do you have with other Bitcoin wallets, like hot wallets specifically in attracting the users? Sure. So I mean, first and foremost, we want to serve you know, it's truly the everything Bitcoin app for everyone. So we want to serve the broader public, which here in the U.S. is a couple hundred million adults unto itself. Right. And so, you know, most Bitcoin companies, you know, try to educate people about Bitcoin and use that as the entry point, you know, particularly with our marketing partnerships, we're going to try a slightly different angle. Where we're just going to meet people where they're at and speak their everyday language, whether they're an outdoorsman or a video gamer or a musician or into barbecuing or whatever the case might be, right? And so that's our, our core target demographic. At the same time, we have both a very broad array of products and features, as well as a very advanced feature set. So we will cater to the OG Bitcoiner and the, the Bitcoin power user, if you will. And we intend to attract some of those users from existing platforms, but that's actually not going to be the largest part of our user base. We want to go after 
Joe Public, so to speak. Okay. So on the roadmap here, now I wanted to ask because on that previous revenue slide, this is me asking you, the 2% for the card revenue. So how does, how would that work? Is that part of a topping up process in which they would pay? Or is that from the interchange? Like how does that 2% shake out? Sure. It would be related to the interchange fee for spending at a merchant in the U.S. who accepts to be so. Okay. So we have a question. What are the key risk, risks to your growth projections? And that's coupled on also a question about regulations that may impact your business model. Sure. I mean, from a U.S. perspective, the biggest issue is access to banking partners on our side to run the business, right? As people watching this are probably somewhat aware, there's been an illegal assault by the Biden administration against our industry over the last year and a half or so. And they've weaponized different arms of the U.S. federal government, including the SEC, as well as the FDIC, the Federal Depository Insurance Company, which regulates access to banking here in the U.S. And so there's a real risk there. You know, it's quite challenging just for us to manage movement of physical dollars on the back end. You know, we still have partners who allow us to do that, but there is an existential risk to our business if that just became completely unavailable. We don't expect that, but that is a risk just to highlight for everybody listening here today. And then in terms of the user growth, we think achieving 25,000 monthly active users in year one is, is actually quite straightforward. We have tremendous wheat deep um, wait list already with many thousands of, of customers or prospective customers there. You know, in my mind, the real challenge is not how do we get to, you know, tens of thousands of active users. I think that's the straightforward conversation. The real question is then how do we take it and grow the business several orders of magnitude from there to hundreds of thousands of monthly active users and then subsequently millions of active users. I think that's a much bigger challenge. The, the year one goals, I think, are, are, are pretty straightforward to achieve. All right. Well, that's actually all I got. Okay. Very cool. Is there anything, tell us about the round. Is there anything that you can talk about? Granted, this is going on YouTube, you know, so. We're raising our pre-seed now. It's first money into the business. Going very well, given how challenging the macro environment is. And that's probably all I can publicly disclose now, but we'd love to have additional support if people are interested in what we're up to. All right. Very cool. Well, listen, Chris, thanks for, for coming on and, and hanging out and answering some questions from our group. Good to see you, Mike, as always. Thanks for having me.